It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Happy Saturday to you. You are in store for a gorgeous weekend here in the Atlanta area. I'm Ashley Frasca from the Herman Kane Show and from the WSB Triple Team Traffic. Filling in for Walter Reeves. Love doing this a couple of times a year. And I could not do it without the help of Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery, who also joined us last week. And Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World. Good morning, guys. Good, good morning. morning. We've had such a good time today. We've we talked, always oh, do. We sure. do. It's so fun. And the three hours goes by so quickly. But talked about beekeeping. Something else I talked to you guys before we went on the air at 5.30 when we were all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed <laughs> rolling in here at 5.30. I told you guys I had seen signs, and and many of you listeners have probably seen these as well. This is the mystery I wanted to solve. Signs around the area, just a little campaign size sign staked next to the interstates and in the neighborhoods, things like that. English ivy kills trees. That's all it says. No one, and Walter last year talked about the same thing. No one knows who puts them up or... I mean, it's it's a good little campaign. The signs will maybe be up for another couple of months, and then someone goes and removes okay. them. But what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't have ivy that's invasive in my yard. I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't think it's the best for the... I've seen plenty of trees that have just been ruined with years right. and years of not being taken care of and letting the ivy overtake them. But is that a campaign that, that we're willing to go full throttle on here in the Atlanta area? And, and not to mention not only English ivy, but kudzu. Oh. Yeah, but ivy's worse because kudzu at least gets killed back in, in the wintertime. The ivy goes I love ivy as a container plant, but uh, I always warn people that it, you know, unless you're, and, and you're not always going to gonna be able to contain it. Somebody else is going to have that property after you, and then they're going to have to contain it. So I just think, and it climbs. That's the problem. I, I You know, I've lived with ivy climbing up trees for a very long time, and I always end up cutting at the base of the tree to stop the growth, of course. But uh, my observation is that the ivy will grow up to the canopy level where the sun hits it. And ivy, as we all know, prefers shade. And it kind of stops growing or creeping at, at the point that it really comes in contact with full sun. So it never seems to get overbearing. And yet, it still puts, it's not a parasite, but it does put a stress on the tree. It it. Yeah, it's heavy, the, and it. Uh, I think it does keep some of the the leaves from coming out. That I was telling you early, there was one on Whitlock in Marietta. There's a huge blue atlas cedar, and for years it had ivy on it, and that ivy just kept it from doing anything. Now that the ivy's off, it's beginning to grow back, and I just don't think it's as healthy. I don't think it's a healthy thing for the tree to have on it. And That's to that, my opinion. And to that point with ivy or other things that are aggressive and invasive, which ivy is, mm-hmm. the problem is bigger than than potentially the cosmetics to the tree is that it just it overtakes and it prevents other things that would be growing there from growing there, which are needed by, you know, to keep a biodiverse environment. So, you know, your birds and your other animals that depend on native things don't have the opportunity to get to them because the ivy potentially overtakes it. So it's it's more than just going, although that's bad enough, it's more than that with just the aggressiveness of 
an invasive plant. And so many calls to the Lawn and Garden Show every week with folks asking questions like that. Now, I know bamboo is a totally different thing. Well, not really, but bamboo and ivy. Mm-hmm. Folks want an instant gratification kind of way to deal with something invasive like that. And mm-hmm. really, I mean, I am always of the school. I'm out there weeding my garden by hand. Mm-hmm. I am all about manual removal. Yes, it's going to take some, you know, religious yeah. weekend after weekend of maintaining those kinds of things. But with ivy... That's the best way. Eradication of ivy is manually, and I'm an organic gardener, is I can't even imagine really doing it, especially as big a plots as you can get. Yeah. And I've you know, I've had success over the years when I've had, wanted to get rid of it by really at least a three step process where, you know, you're first of all, there's a basically a waxing a waxy coating over the foliage that you know, if you put Roundup on it or glyphosate, it just kinda rolls off. It doesn't even get absorbed so you have to cut it back and let the new growth come up before that waxy cuticle forms on it and then it can take it in and that knocks it back but doesn't kill it and then it's a it's a you got to repeat that process at least three times in my opinion and that's so much money folks may end up throwing away if they're applying the roundup and they're not doing it properly it's like water off a duck's back if you don't right right Interesting. It's a process. So if any of you have any leads, I mean, like I said, I think it's a great campaign, but I want to know who's putting their time and effort into those signs. I I think Hmm. it's great, but gardener awareness, we can just call it that. 404-872-0750 is the number to join us on Lawn and Garden. Carl from Atlanta has been waiting so patiently. Good morning, Carl. Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. And, uh, I do have invasive ivy myself, and I've got a, what appears to be a large leaf vinca that seems to be overrunning it, and it's not so invasive. So what do you thing. do? What do you do with your ivy? Well, I have a plan. I have a battle plan. I'll put a couple of drops of dishwashing detergent into my Roundup mixture, and that seems to break into the, uh, you know, keep yeah. it on the plant longer. Diluted? Um, diluted dishwashing detergent or just straight? Just a couple of drops of the into liquid. the the liquid stuff you use at the sink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Like a surfactant. Like a, yeah, which That's helps stick to it. Yeah. It's like a fatty acid that cuts into it. Yeah, I know that Walter knows that. But anyway, uh, to get back to the liriope, lirio, whatever y'all want to call it. <laughs> that, right. You say liriope, I say lirio. <laughs> yep. I, I don't know. I'm not... <laughs> well, I was... Either way, you, you know... Not in that department. Right. But anyway, it's variegated stuff, and I like it. I'm trying to put in a little bed that, that's going to be my creation along the front of the house. And I put in 30-some-odd plants two years ago, or almost two years ago. And I've noticed that I, I, I actually went through a process of one one doing well, and I dug it up and replanted it with more of organic matter because the, the, the soil apparently is like from the foundation with a lot of red clay. And, and uh, so this year, a lot, most of them are doing great, and some of them are not. Some of them have just a few shoots, new shoots, and one of them has no shoots coming up. And so I'm puzzled as to why that is, if that's a regular cycle for liriope or what the story is of that, I, I might redig it and replant it and see if it, it gets going, or what can you tell me? I cut, uh, from time to time, I'll cut mine back just to stimulate the, to get light into the center of the plant, and that's when I find the shoots coming up uh, most prolifically. Right. I mean, they'll do it on their own, but I always see it uh, in great abundance when I cut it back or cut it down some and, and there's it. some bacterial infections yes. that get in there that will actually cause it to rot but you can see that because it rots mm. right at stem level uh, right at ground to, level it, and that's one of the reasons i cut it back yeah. is to kind of open it up and get some air in there 
Yeah, I mean, some of the, some of the ones are doing great, and they're actually like 10 times, no kidding, 10 times larger oh, yeah. than ones that aren't doing so good. Mm-hmm. And there's one that seems to be doing nothing, but it doesn't look dead. It's just the normal not green. It's not moving. You know? Well, fertilize it a little bit. Yeah. I guess I might replant that one and see what's what. <clears throat> but but I, take a rake through there and scrape out, I mean, uh, drag out all the old dead growth yeah. and get some air circulation and some sunlight to the center of that plant, and I, I bet think. you you're going you're gonna to see some improvements. So, so it needs a little tweaking. I yeah, tweak yeah. it. Give it a little TLC. Even yeah. even It's funny, even with Liriope, to give it a little TLC, it still makes a difference. Otherwise, that stuff it seems bulletproof, and it pretty much is, but if you want to really improve upon it. Yeah, we cut ours down every spring. Mm-hmm. Do you really? Okay, yeah, that's, we that's run a mower over there. Yeah, a mower at a high deck setting. Yeah. Yeah, my landscaper guy whacked down a couple of them just to see what happened, and it didn't seem to make a lot of difference, honestly. But, um, but anyways, uh, how bulletproof they are, I need to change elevation about three or four inches at one point, and you, you got to dig them up and replant them, right? Yeah. And they don't just grow up through that stuff. Okay. Right. Well, Carl, thank you so much. Well, that's your dissertation on Mario. <laughs> well, and, and I and I loved your little tidbit of advice about the uh, the dishwashing detergent yeah. and the Roundup. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's an old story. I thought everybody knew that, but then that's why I called in to find out what I don't know. <laughs> that's right. And I'm I'm not so old, so y'all have to catch me up a little bit. <laughs> Wish we could say that. Yeah. Carl, have a great morning. Take thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We look forward to taking your call as well, 404-872-0750. I'm Ashley Frasca, filling in for Walter Reeves with Mickey Gazaway and Joe Lample. We'll be back on Lawn and Garden right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Time for a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. This is going to be a spectacular day for gardening in Atlanta, so get that honey-do list ready to go. There's nothing but sunny skies overhead all afternoon. Highs in the upper 70s, and tonight, clear skies remain in the metro area with lows dropping to the mid-50s. Stay tuned, Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSP. Ashley Frasca here, joined by Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample. Want to jump out to the phone? and grab more of your questions. We have Pam from Roswell. Hi, Pam. Hi. So what's the deal with your tomato plants? Okay, well, I bought a couple tomato plants, several actually, a couple weeks ago. And um, between the rain not agreeing with my days off, I have not gotten into the ground. So a couple of them have gotten really tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it's worth planting them or should I just buy some more plants? I, oh, I I like to get them that are tall and leggy, and I pinch off all the leaves all the way down, and uh-huh. I plant them the whole stem mm-hmm. all the way down, okay. and it'll develop roots all along the stem. So okay. that's fine. It, it makes a deeper root system, and it just if you've ever seen, and you can't do it with anything but tomatoes. But even if you like, even if they're like knee high, I mean, even if they're knee high, do it anyway. Really? Some people okay. lay them sideways, but okay. I like mm-hmm. to do them deep because I think it gives them a 
um, a better root system. Okay, well that's good to know because I'm thinking. And if you look at tomatoes when they're, uh, if it's we have rainy weather, they get these little white dots all over them, and that's what they're trying to put out roots mm-hmm. all along the stem. So that's what it's doing. The good news is it's not a huge investment if you went out and replaced them, but I wouldn't replace them. I, I would just either. put them in the ground, and they will totally recover once they get in their home soil and some sunlight Absolutely. and the proper care. They will take off. You haven't lo- really lost much ground at all. And just like with the tomatoes that Pam's seeing, if they're still in the containers, and you go out and buy annuals, too, and they sat on the deck a couple mm-hmm. of weeks longer than you had intended, you're going to notice the, the soil ball may look a little root-bound, yeah. right? Yeah. We just need to loosen that need up. It, need it. And wrap. Yes, definitely. But you should be fine, and the discoloration will recover. Everything will, you'll, you'll be amazed. In a week, you probably won't even realize those were the ones that were out of their out of the ground right. as a gardener it's so hard to just give up on oh, a plant i, can't. I don't oh, I can't. just throw it out and give it up Ugh. so all right thank you pam next hal you've got about 30 seconds here to tell us your solution to english ivy let's hear it very quickly my father used to do this he would take and go up around four feet where the ivy is growing up the tree mm-hmm. and he would cut the ivy uh cut the little suck cut the ivy all around the tree at that point and then just pull the little suckers off the tree Mm-hmm. And the ivy grows from the end of the suckers, so what would happen was the ivy would just start growing back down the tree on the outside of the ivy that was already there. So you ended up with a tree with a nice bushy ivy that stopped at about four feet. Oh, a skirt. The tree. A skirt. That's nice. Well, how about that? I there like that. Thank you, Hal. I appreciate that so much, Hal, jumping in on our earlier discussion of English ivy. English ivy kills trees. You see the signs around <laughs> Metro Atlanta. We wanted to hear from you as to uh, how you deal with that problem. Well, listen, it is 727 coming up on 728 on WSB. We have a lot of news, weather, and traffic to bring to you. We will be back here in minutes taking your calls at 404 872 You're listening to Lawn and Garden on WSB. Just a memory. I know I'm going to miss her A tomato is my sister Sacramento It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries Your neighborhood garden center Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years Call now with your lawn and garden questions At 404-872-0750 Or 1-800-WSB-TALK And now, here's Walter Close Not Walter Reeves. It's Ashley Frasca filling in on Lawn and Garden. This is WSB. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Looking forward to the weekend, guys. It's going to be gorgeous. We are so glad you're sitting aside, having your cup of coffee, listening to us. Just have a dialogue. Have a conversation on the radio. I never get to see these two folks, Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample. So love talking to all of you. Love Mm. talking to them, picking their brain about things, especially (laughs) in the break. Mickey, we were talking about making plans this weekend, and mine, I will do this on Wednesday, a garden class coming up at Pike Nursery, Growing Hydrangeas. That's exactly Mm. right. That's going to be a fun class because hydrangeas, although some of the hydrangeas were sort of a challenge last year. A lot of people had trouble getting their hydrangeas to bloom, the blue-pink hydrangeas. Uh, But we're going to show you how to do it right, and then you'll have the very best best shot at it. And uh, you'll learn how to... 
um, some of the different hydrangeas, some of the hydrangeas that sometimes we don't think about. The paniculatas are absolutely gorgeous. And they'll do in full sun. So we're going to be talking about all the different kinds of hydrangeas. Mm. And my biggest thing, as a gardener, there's so many things that you just get confused. Like I was talking to you guys about camellias, my way to remember which bloom in the spring mm-hmm. and which bloom in the fall. But with hydrangeas, too, with the whole old wood, new wood thing, mm-hmm. I just get so overwhelmed when I think about pruning them. So mm. I, that would definitely be something I'm going to ask Absolutely. 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 And the class is free, so it's this morning at 9 o'clock. And then, if you miss that, which I will, Wednesday <laughs> at 1. So that's I right. think I'll be attending. And all the Pike stores. That is excellent. I think that's that's a wonderful thing to do. So maybe we'll see you out there at your local Pike Nursery. If you don't know where one is, just go to pikenursery.com and find the location closest to you. 404-872-0750. Lots of good questions. Let's get right to them. We're having an earlier discussion on English ivy, and Sandy is called to weigh in. Hi, Sandy. Hi. So what do you do? I'm retired. Oh, then you've got lots of time to fight English <laughs> ivy, huh? Oh, yes, and I bought a house that the part of the backyard was just totally covered, and I have had absolutely no problem killing it at all. How, how do you do that? I'm, a, I'm scared to ask. Morally or with pra- <laughs> in practice? What do you do? Poison, poison ivy killer. Instead of Roundup, because oh. I used Roundup and it did absolutely nothing. I never heard about the soap before, but I buy the poison ivy killer because I have poison ivy in some areas. But that kills the ivy tremendously because I had a whole bunch growing by the side of my house. And I never did anything else except spray it. And that was two years ago. And I don't have any green on it at all. I think that probably, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think that chemical is triclopyr. Yep. And you'll find that in a lot of different, brush killer uh-huh. also says triclopyr. It's often marketed it's for as harder, brush it's, and poison yes, ivy killer. it's for harder things. Yeah, so glyphosate is the active ingredient in what in, we always refer to as Roundup. Yeah. But the the active is a, is a generic uh, product that you can buy. Just look for glyphosate. That's what Roundup is. And there's different concentrations of that. So it will work. But if you look on the label, you'll see that sometimes it comes in 10%, 30%, even up to 50%. So obviously, the stronger, the more potent. But the other one that you're mentioning is a uh, brush killer and ivy killer. And it's got a different active ingredient. And it it is very effective. And it's oh, yeah. for triclopyr. It, it, it takes care of that. Yeah. Good. That leaves more more time for you to do other. <laughs> you don't even need to be retired, retired if you're That's using right. that stuff. <laughs> I have another little hint. It's about something else, but I'd like to say it because sure. people have tried it and they love it. When I plant bulbs, when you got the hole ready and you're going to put the bulb in, shake some baby powder in there and then put the bulb down. What does what that they, do? It at least for one year it keeps the squirrels from moving your bulbs to another location. <laughs> Wow. That's never very interesting. That. I haven't either. At least guaranteed for one year, those darn squirrels, <laughs> yeah. they figure it out I'm, soon enough. I'm from Wisconsin, and we have, we have a lot of different things up there, too, but I've been living down here now for eight years. So oh, very good. Adapted. Huh. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for all of your knowledge. We love hearing that. That is great, great information. Scientifically, I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think know. about that. Don't but know. Maybe I'll try it. Hmm. Next Saturday, we'll have a squirrel on to ask. <laughs> 404-872-0750 is the number Tammy called to join us from Johns Creek. Hi, Tammy. Hi. I am calling about my knockout roses. They're four years old. I um, cut them back, I think, early this year, and they grew up beautifully, and then they put all the blooms on, 
They're just starting to bloom now. They put the buds on, just starting to bloom. And all the leaves have turned uh, brownish. They're all curled up and brown now. Instantly, that makes us think maybe a water issue, right, guys? Well, if they're curled up, it could either be an herbicide. Yeah. That it sounds almost, it sort of makes them gnarled like. Um, the, of course, we always worry about rose rosette, which, but what you'd see with that would they be very red and they have big thorns on them. When you have rose rosette, but it could be a water issue too. I I. I I think it's an environmental issue, and yeah. it's either either too much water. And did, let me, did it go yellow before it went to brown, or did it just kind of go brown? No, they're just all brown right now. I mean, the blooms are beautiful. They're blooming. But my leaves, um, now the new growth at the top as it keeps putting on new mm-hmm. growth is good. Yeah. But all below, all the leaves are just uh, a light-colored brown. Huh. And it's curled, like crispy curled? Um not out there looking out okay now, but yes I, I you know it's yes I, I i believe they look kind of crispy i was wondering if it was maybe bugs does aphids mm-hmm. call doesn't that? sound like doesn't bugs. have a symptom that sounds like a pest issue to me my oh, first okay. thought was uh it's either too much water or herbicide drift i don't yeah, know if you've maybe. got anybody out there spraying in either your house or your neighbor's house but you know that can impact your plants and you won't even have any idea what happened but literally somebody spraying far away can mm-hmm. it can drift and get on your plants and it can cause that kind of symptom so at this point now let's let's take tammy up to speed is there any pruning that can be done just to take away the ugly stuff right now or is that really going to interrupt how it's going to bloom what should she do i think you can aesthetics? i think you can prune um it's early as it is i think yeah. you can prune them back some that's not going to hurt anything okay. but she said that the brown leaves were in the center mm. it's not the, and the new the growth is good yeah um and then putting some mulch out underneath it too is going to regulate the water a little bit Maybe. if it's a water issue, right? Or if it's it, it, like too much water. Well, and we've me. had we've had our shores. She's up in Johns Creek, I think. Yeah. There's been a lot of rain up there, so it could be just a saturated soil situation, and that could definitely impact how your plants are looking, as you've described. So. Uh, just be a little bit patient. If you want to cut it back, I don't think you're going to hurt much if you cut it back by a little bit. Uh, and just buy some time and just see how it recovers. I, I'm I'm inclined to say you're, they're going to knock out roses are so tough. I think yeah. they're going to bounce back, but but uh, I don't think there's really much you can do to um, correct rectify the problem at the moment. Patience, patience like is yeah. What All I'm, right, thank you so much, Tammy. Next in Johns Creek, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to. I, I bought some nice bronze leaf begonias at Pike uh, a few weeks ago. Planted them, and you know, pretty much they look great. And I was kind of ignoring them, and uh, then I come out one day and I see them just all chewed up. Uh, and I and I had remembered that when I put these out in the summer or in the spring, that that something eats them at night. And I I did sprinkle a bunch of like slug and snail. Uh, you know, killer on the top of the soil. But what is it that's eating these things? Now, does it look like something has literally with teeth munched off part of the leaf or the flowers, or is it little holes that are indicating that it might be some kind of insect? Yeah, it's. I think it's really almost like uh, like they eat like they eat around it, like they munch on it. Okay. It sounds almost like slugs to me. 
That's my first thought, uh, because yeah, that's that dark. comes at night. And the other thing, I think what Ashley was asking was about rabbits, because sometimes you'll have rabbits in the area that'll eat at night. But you could tell that, because they eat it all the way down. Yeah. Well, I, so far, I think I've stopped the... Uh, I've stopped the the cafeteria at night with the <laughs> bug pellet stuff. So, oh, is that what you've yeah. been putting out? I'm sorry. That's what you've been putting out. Yeah, I got something at Pikes that was some kind of you know death kill or night kill or something. Yeah. I don't Okay, and last year, too, what I did with hostas, I had a similar issue. I knew for sure it was slugs, though. Putting out that little aluminum pie pan almost with beer, a little bit of beer. And, man, my my slugs were drunk and dead and happy. And And happy, My hostas benefited from that as well. So, Morgan, I would stick with what you're doing with with the product you bought at Pike. And and definitely go out there and check underneath the leaves early in the morning. That's I don't know if you've done that yet, but that's usually when I can find out what's eating my plants, is to look underneath the leaves. That's that's always the place to go to really try to identify the culprit. Well, just like Tammy a moment ago had had jumped to the conclusion in the roses that maybe it was an insect, and that was my first thought mm-hmm. too. The yep. underside of the leaf is really going to indicate to you whether right. or not it's an insect. Yeah. So, thank you for the call, Morgan. I think we quickly have time to talk to Colby in Snellville. Hi, Colby. Hey. Good morning. What can we help you with? I have just laid uh, some Bermuda sod, uh, way, and I'm curious to how long I should wait before I start the fertilization of it. Mm-hmm. You did sod, you said? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I would, I would go ahead and just give it a chance to get a little bit established, let those roots come in contact with the soil and, and dig into that. And once everything is um, greened up, you're good to go. I, I just would be careful really early on because you just wanted to kind of establish on its own first would be my opinion. But uh, they are heavy feeders and they, they love to eat when they're actively growing. So as we get uh, a little bit warmer and everything's all greened up, go for it. And there's a, a root uh, a starter uh, fertilizer that's great for grass. And so you might want to use that. It, it makes a better root system. So I okay. would try that. Any certain kind as far as the starter? Pikes has one, yeah. and it just says starter fertilizer. Great. Yeah. Works good. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Colby. And for folks like you or who may be new homeowners as well, I found this to be a saving grace. On Walter's website, when you go to walterreeves.com, the search bar is up near the right-hand side of the page or the right upper right corner of the page. Type in lawn care calendar, Colby, lawn care calendar. That will bring you up a page. Each grass, Walter has fescue, Mm -hmm. St. Augustine, Bermuda, and you literally print a little one-page grid that he has designed with when to fertilize, when to sod, when to seed. I love it. I have it hanging in the garage. I reference that a lot. So as you're going forward with the Bermuda, that'll also help with weed prevention and that kind of thing. So best of luck to you, Colby. Thanks so much for the call. You can join us as well, 404-872-0750. That's the number. This is Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back right after this on Lawn and Garden WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 
7.54 on WSB. Time for a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. The basics, sunny with a 0% chance of rain all day. Overnight clear, no rain. Highs in the high 70s, lows in the mid 50s. Stay tuned, Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes here on News 95.5 and AM 7.50 WSB. This is Ashley Frasca. Good morning to you. Sitting in for Walter Reeves once more. He will be back next Saturday. We've been taking your questions and Emily in Lawrenceville, we wanted to just answer this very quickly for you how to get rid of that rose rosette we were talking about that is not what the other caller had but go on walter's website walterreeves.com type in rosette look at some of the pictures of these poor knockout rose bushes that are just truly gnarled by this rose rosette as of right now a lot of universities doing studies on this including oklahoma state university really no cure for rose rosette yet um the best thing just to to dig it out and start over it's transferred by little mites mites right yep so so that's the bad news emily i hope that is not what you are dealing with for sure next we talked to john or don rather in john's creek hi don good morning what can we do for your holly bush well it's uh it was planted in 1992 it's big and about it's probably eight feet by three and a half feet and about 20 percent of it right in the middle has died I know the you know the the proper way would probably be to pull the whole thing up and replace it, but that would put it out of sync with all the other mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. stuff in the front yard. So I'm trying to decide if I just cut that part out. If there's any hope that it would grow back in, I like Don, a gardener after my own. Yeah, yeah. don't give. What up. kind of holly is it? First of all, is it a, a sticky holly or a? No, no, it's a boxwood. Box uh, holly. Okay. Yeah. Was well, it a holly or a boxwood? It, I think well, he means a boxwood holly. Yeah, it's a boxwood holly. Okay, holly. okay. They usually usually only have about a twenty five year lifespan, oh. and so um, you know I don't know. You can try pruning it back. Sometimes they'll come back, but they're not as res, um, they don't do as well as the sticky hollies do when you cut them back. But you could try it. Have you been pruning the outside over and over and over again? Yeah, yeah. What's I mean, happened? You've created like a a shell around the outside, so there's no light in the inside. That's why you're not having leaves in there. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, that part that you cut out, I just think that whole area, the center of the plant, has kind of sealed itself mm-hmm. off, and it's. I, I would cut it out, but I don't. I wouldn't expect new growth to overtake and replace that. Uh, I mean, you may get some new sprouting, but you've got old wood there that. It, I don't, I don't think you're going to replace Sometimes you it. can create some holes in there if it were a younger bush, but I, I think at the age of that bush is, you'd be better off starting all over again. Thank you, Don. I'm so sorry. Well, coming up in the next half hour, we have Tim from Locust Grove with a question about growing blackberries. Steve in Johns Creek, we're going to identify a plant for him. And Leslie calling about Bermuda grass being overtaken by weeds. Lots of you beginning to see that this time of year, certainly with all the rain that we've had as well. It's 7.57 on WSB. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back on Lawn and Garden right after news. Stay tuned.